This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome to this special episode of Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman and co-hosting today is Jan Janais and Reese Curtis. This episode is our end of the transfer window special as we are recording this 45 minutes to the end of the summer transfer window. We'll be talking about the moves made during the window and during the show we'll break any news that we might have. We have much to discuss but before I do anything else I have to welcome both my co-hosts back to the show. First, Mr. Janais, how are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm exci- you excited, Giannis? Oh, excited. So excited. It's all happening right now. All these signings. I'm trying to keep track of all these bloody names, but it's it's been a lot of fun, and we've still got about an hour to go. We do. Uh, well, roughly about 45 minutes when we're starting this recording, but we will see what's going to happen. There are a lot of names out there. We're going to go through names, and hopefully we will have breaking news during this, and it should be fun. Before we do anything else, though, I have to welcome back a co-host that has not been with us for a very long time, Mr. Reese Curtis. Reese, I've not seen you since the Wembley final. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks, Russ. It's nice to be on the show once again. It's been quite a while, as you said. And it was only a few weeks ago where we stood on the um, Wembley steps with yourself, Amelia and Brendan, talking about how this transfer window was going to go. And I'm pretty sure to say none of us had predicted what has happened in the last few weeks. So been quite incredible what really and hopefully in the next 45 minutes it's going to get even better if possible so looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it as well and uh i'm just going to say this to you reese that moment at Wembley is something that i'll never forget to the day i die you're a part of that all i remember at the very end after the whistle blew you and uh steve wood you're just hugging me as tight as you possibly could and then Emilio jumping in as well. It was uh, one special moment, and uh, I'll always remember that, my friend. Yeah, it was an amazing day. Probably the best day of, of my life as a Fulham fan. And, yeah, it was an amazing day and memories that will never be forgotten. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, let's get into this. There are a lot of names out there. We're going to be talking about them in just a bit. But first thing I, I want to ask you, I thought this would be a great way to just start the show because we're going to be talking about 
the signings and hopefully more signings to come. Giannis, I want to get your thoughts on this. I was going to read out the tweet, but forget the tweet. I think many have already seen the tweet. This, to me, set the tone yesterday because I was concerned that Ryan Sessegnon was going to be part of this mix today, that we're going to hear all this speculation. Tony Khan did something that I cannot remember a person in that high authority in any sports organization doing before, basically taking away all of the rumors, everything about it, and said he's staying with Fulham. What were your thoughts when you saw the tweet from Tony Khan? Well, um, it, it was it, I couldn't stop laughing because it was like giving the middle finger middle finger to Tottenham, um, and it was absolutely brilliant because talk about sending a signal to all the fans and and all the clubs. Look, he's not available. He's not for sale. You know, he's our guy. Don't even bother with a bid. Talk about intent um, as a club moving forward. What a fantastic message um, to everybody. And um, you know what? We've spent our time last, you know, several years being pillaged by Spurs amongst other clubs. And um, there was that rumour that came through yesterday that apparently they forwarded a bid that included Danny Rose coming the other way. And um, and uh, Fulham turned, turned it down. So I think it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and um, it just tells you that it, it, it tells you and everybody else the trajectory that we're on right now, the number of signings we've made, the number of rumors, the amount of money we've spent, um, the stability we've got at the club. Um, and really, even you know, just to add, uh, you know, to put icing, you know, the cherry on the top is the, the Joe Bryan saga, which yes. Which is absolutely hilarious. Just thinking about it now, um, that must have been a right comedy. So, what a statement of intent by by Tony Khan. Absolutely, and uh, I saw this and I thought about, boy, wouldn't it be great if someone for the New England Patriots did this? Or say the Buffalo Bills, when there's all this talk oh. about our teams, Giannis, and here's Tony Khan going out and basically taking all that away. I, I thought that was brilliant. I want to give him huge credit for going on Twitter and basically getting rid of all of that. Reese, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Yeah, very similar to Yanis, really. I think if you read a lot of the papers, it was clearly a load of rubbish. The amount of papers that were citing that because we were asked a left-back that it could mean Ryan Sessing was obviously makes it absolutely rubbish. Everyone that knows anything about Sessing knows he's not really a left-back. He's a left-winger. So the fact we were going after left-back had no impact on him whatsoever. I think it's just amazing the turnaround Khan, Tony Khan's, or even both the Khan's have had at the club in the last couple of years. If you think about two years ago, or not even a year ago, the amount of slating that was going on for Tony Khan, and now he's almost like this massive fan figure now at the club where everything he tweets or everything he says is absolutely adored and loved by the fans. It's such a nice turnaround to see. And it's nice to see that he has that connection with the fans. As we know, we're a real family club. And I think it's coming clear to see now he totally gets that and the way he interacts with the fans. And his father obviously coming on and doing the show when he first joined. I think they do get what Fulham is all about. And clearly coming out and saying stuff like that is it shows that real connection with the fans that a lot of other clubs don't have with the directors of football, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, listen, it's uh, pretty special to see someone do that. I'm, I'm still amazed at both. Shahi Khan and Tony Khan in different times have come on Cottage Slack. That just speaks volumes. And uh, I have no problem with Tony doing what he did. And uh, I think it just shows strength. He was sick and tired of seeing it. 
He took care of it. End of story. No more stories. There were no more stories after that. He took away all of that stuff with Ryan Sessignon and basically said he was he's a phone player. And that's the end of that. And again, I just think it shows uh, strength, shows the direction that Fulham are going, that they want to keep their own and they want to build from there. I think another angle, go ahead. another angle could be for also, obviously, Ryan Sessignon is obviously a very young lad. And he can be taking some of the pressure off him if he's going to be constantly asked questions about his future. Well, Tony Khan has just ended all those questions. He's made it pretty clear that he's not going anywhere. Okay, excellent. I do have some breaking news, though, according to Sky sources here. So, yep. um, Sky Sports are reporting that we're closing in a, a deal to sign Timothy Fusu Mensa from Man United. I just saw that as well, my friend. What, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know anything about him, but I'm going to do some research on him now. <laughs> but uh, I, I suspect he might, he might be one of those young kids we can put into the under-23. Um, and, of course, hello. Well, hey, That's you okay, Bruce. You're back. Sorry, mate. Got picked up. Sorry. Not a problem. Not a problem. We're just talking, Reese, about uh, we're on the verge of signing. Actually, he's a young 20-year-old, a Dutchman, Timothy Fosu Mensa from Man United. So um, he's a defensive midfielder. It's interesting because he's 20. So we're on the verge of signing him, apparently. So is that this on is... Twitter, is it? Yes. Yes, it just uh, okay. came across Twitter. We'll see if this actually happens, guys. But that was the latest that I saw as well, that uh, we're now linked to him, and we'll see if it actually comes to fruition. But, guys, I want to ask you both this, because to me, the biggest need coming into this day was left back. And, Giannis, you already talked about the whole thing going on with Aston Villa. So I'm going to go with you. Right now, listen, I personally wanted Fulham to get Matt Target. It sounds like they've tried everything to get him. But they had to look in other directions if they could not get Target. I have no problem with them getting Joe Bryan. It's obviously a cheaper deal, but it's not about that. It's about getting the player that you needed. Obviously, you know, again, for me, I wanted Target, but I don't mind this move because they desperately needed a left back. And uh, I remember Joe Bryan, and he is a quality left back. Can he make the step up from the championship to the Premier League? Only time will tell. But I do like this move. Your thoughts? It hasn't happened yet, but there's strong speculation that he's about to sign with Fulham. Yeah, I think he can make the step up. And it's interesting that the the, the, um, the situation with Matt Target was protracted for so long. This wasn't this wasn't exactly a secret at the end of the season. We, we wanted to sign him. But my friend, Mr. Bellend Hughes, um, was determined to keep hold of him. And... Um, you know, if you if you look at Southampton FC forms, I mean, they're, they're short of quite a few players. They're spe- specifically concerned about their lack of um, attacking options up front. And uh, selling Matt Target might have been good for them in terms of freeing up funds to get another one. But I think they, he was adamant that he wasn't going to sell anyone to Fulham. Um, the same sort of thing, I think, with um, I'm not sure if the James Ward-Prowse deal, Watford put in a bid for him as well. Um, these are players they clearly want to hold on to. But remember, if the money is there, if we were offering £15 million, that's a very, very good price for a young left-back who's got limited experience in the Premier League, to be, to, to be frank. So I can only think it's, it's, um, it's um, Mr. Hughes... Sticking, you know, sticking his heels in and what have you. So the good news for us is we had a plan B. Um, and I didn't really fancy, you know, Maxime Le Marchand starting at left back there. 
because th- that could have been a little bit tricky. So if this does get over the line, it's a good signing for us. From what I saw of Brian last year, he's a very good player and um, he'll certainly do a job. And the irony of it is that at the end of last year, we were we were um, lamenting the fact that we lost Scotty Malone to Huddersfield Town. Right. And now he's gone to Derby County. I know, I saw that. Yeah, so it's it's funny how things come in twists and turns. But Brian, I think it would be a nice little addition. And I think he's more than capable of making the step up. Okay, excellent. Reese, what are your thoughts about Joe Bryan from Bristol City? Again, it's not a done deal. Hopefully uh, we will have information before we end uh, our end of the transfer window special. But we needed a left back, and apparently Fulham are about to sign one. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I'm quite pleased with the signing, especially for the rumoured price. I mean, I've watched a few games of him. A couple of my family members are City fans, and they're really disappointed that he's leaving. And the games I've seen of him, I think he's going to suit our style very well. Whether he can make the step up is another thing to be seen, but it would be the same with Matt Target. He's unproven in the Premier League, and I think for the money they were asking for, quite frankly, was an extortionate amount of money, and I'm glad we finally haven't ended up paying. I think if we paid that kind of money, it would have been a big gamble and a lot of it would have been on sentiment of how well we did last season. I think for six million for a very young fullback who clearly has a lot of talent is a hell of a deal really in this current market. And if you look at his stats, he scores quite a few goals, often bangers and how we play with our wingers or back, sorry, he's going to fit into that system very well. However, he does in the Premier League is yet to be seen, but on paper, and what I've seen of him, I think he can make the step up, and it's a very good signing for the price. Okay, well, let's hope that happens, and uh, if it does, we will talk about it on this episode. Janos, back over to you. This speculation threw me a little bit, and uh, it also leads me to think about what's going on with another Fulham player. So let me ask you, what are your thoughts when you saw the speculation that Fulham are potentially signing a goalkeeper today? And that would be Sergio Rico from Sevilla. What are your thoughts about this? This one came out of left field. I'm thinking, why would they sign another goalkeeper? What went through your mind when you saw the speculation that broke yesterday? Well, either either Betts has an injury, A, and B, if he has A, that it's a lot worse than we think, or B, which would be ridiculous, that um, Slava doesn't fancy Fabry. But I, I don't. I, I, we've not seen any evidence to suggest B. Right. So um, I'm thinking that he might be that, that Betts might be injured, and they've just got goalkeepers in. There were rumours going around even um, this morning that uh, we might ship Betts off to QPR. I saw that. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, that's a bit bizarre. And it's been very, very quiet. It's, it's the Betts situation has been like Corley Woodrow. It's been very, very quiet um, as to what's going to happen. So um, it's a bit of a mystery, and I'm sure that it's going to be something that's going to be asked to the club about what exactly has happened there, because I know Betts has had some fitness problems. And, um, you know, look, he took us to the promise, promised land. What, what, what has happened? It's great for us to ask upgrade, don't get me wrong. But in terms of the silence, the silence that's come from the club surrounding Betts has been deafening. And I'm wondering, you know, are they preparing to ship him or is it because he's injured and he's going to be out for a while? It's a very interesting situation that we don't have the answer. Maybe things will get clearer as we get closer to the end of our show. We shall see. 
Reese, what are your thoughts about all this? Uh, you know, apparently, again, this is speculation until we get to the end of the window that Fulham uh, are close to signing a goalkeeper. Your thoughts and what does this mean for Marcus Bettinelli? Yeah, I'm really surprised because obviously Marcus Bettinelli did really well for us last season. But I think it's been clear from since Slav has been at the club, he hasn't really fancied Bettinelli or Button. So whether it's Bettinelli's got an injury or something has come up where um, Sergio Rico is a fantastic goalkeeper and Slav's made the decision and we all know he can be quite ruthless and decided to get rid of Button and Bettinelli. It might not be that he doesn't fancy Fabry, but it might be that, well, actually, Sergio's come up on the market and he's better than all of our goalkeepers. And with the ambition we're showing and the money that the Khans are clearly prepared to put into the club, why would we not go after that? So I think it might it might be an injury to Bettinelli, but he's done a couple of interviews. One was released yesterday where he was talking about playing in the Premier League. So it'd be a bit surprising if he was talking like that and if he thinks that Slav is going to try and get rid of him. So it makes me think it will be more of an injury side of things. But it's very clear that Slav hasn't fancied him from day one. Both seasons he started with Button and he came in afterwards. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just Slav saying, well, we can do better. And I believe as good as Bettinelli is, we could do a lot better in the Premier League and Sergio Rico is definitely a lot better. You know, it's funny because um, I've said this and Mike Gregg has said this to me many times. We've talked about it. When you go up to the Premier League, it's a step up. And players that you love in the championship might not be good enough for the Premier League. And the jury's out. Is Bettinelli good enough? I don't know. But I don't blame the club for wanting to upgrade at several positions because I think they needed to. Reese, so that's the way I'm looking at it. If this is not injury related, if this is he favors this goalkeeper over Bettinelli, fine. You know, I I love everything that Marcus Bettinelli did for the club. But you brought up a good point. He started with Button the last two seasons. That has to mean something, Reese. Absolutely, yeah. I think there's just there's no room for sentiment in the Premier League as much as we love Bettinelli and who knows what's going to happen with Ream with Chambers and Mawson now, but you go up to the Premier League, it's such a massive step up. You need the squad, you need the better players, or we'll just find ourselves in a position where you're sliding down the table. And if we're, they're clearly investing this much money, they're not going to take that risk. Now, we've seen Fabry in pre-season. He's looked a bit dicey. I'm not going to judge him on a couple of games. But Bettinelli distribution isn't the best, and we know how Slav likes a goalkeeper with better distribution. So if a, a goalkeeper has come up which Slab fancies and the club are clearly prepared to put the money where their mouth is, they're absolutely going to do it. And as much as I love Bettinelli, the firework at Wembley, one of the things I'll never forget, you just can't, when you go up a level, there's no room for sentiment. Totally agree with that. Totally agree. Giannis, do you agree with that assessment? You know, we are going up a level. And the cons have to feel that even though you love a lot of these players that helped you get to this point, you need players that are good enough to be in the Premier League. So I will bet I know how you feel about Bettinelli, but they need to upgrade all over the place. So do you understand if, if this is about getting an upgrade? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that, uh, and, and, and to be fair to the club, to be fair to the Khans, that's what they've tried to do in most positions. They have. Um, that's why I'm saying, yeah, why I mean, would goalkeeper be any other situation? Any you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, 
something. I mean, th- I'm going to throw three players at you that you know: uh, Thomas Callas, uh, Oliver Norwood. Well, only two, for an example. Lucas Piaz on the third. Um, you know, we we we're big fans of what they did, and and um, they're part of our amazing story last year. But the club has seen fit that you know what they don't think they're good enough in a in terms of making the step up to where they want the club to go in terms of the vision. This is all part of that visionary package that the that the Cairns have in terms of where they'd like our club to be. And players have to be able to make the step up. Oliver Norwood did, I think, a super job for the club. But um, is he, gonna, is he for, as an example, the sort of player that can make the step up to that particular level? Is it any lack of coincidence that when Brighton got promoted last year, that Oliver Norwood was loaned to us? You know, I mean, this is one. Thomas Callas has been loaned out for seven, eight years from Chelsea. Uh, Piaz in a few years from Chelsea. Is there any lack of coincidence, coincidence there? So I think what they're looking to do is upgrade in most, if not all, positions. And whether we like it or not, um, bets has to be a focal point because the quality of goalkeeping is very strong in the Premier League. Absolutely. And uh, that's why, you know, I just wanted to say this. Listen, I, I like everything that. Marcus Bettinelli stands for what he's given Fulham. But if they have made a decision that they need to upgrade, I'm not against it. I don't know if this is injury-related. I don't know if it's about an upgrade, but something's going on. And uh, because uh, reportedly they are about to sign a goalkeeper, and we're going to see in hopefully just a bit, guys. Let's all talk about some other speculation from today. This one came out of nowhere. Janos, I'm going to go right back to you because we've talked about a backup for – Alexander Mitrovic. Well, now there is strong speculation with Fulham and a striker from Atletico Madrid, Luciano Vieto. Yes, I am. Now, uh, Tom Barclay is actually reporting this. He is told that this is set to be a loan with a view of a permanent. Now, I'm all for getting a backup for Mitro. I think this would be a good move if this happens. It looks like, you know, again, I don't know a lot about him. I was looking into him today. It looks like a, a player that earlier in his career, did fairly well, but has been out on a lot of loans. Looks like this is a situation of potential upside. What are your thoughts, Giannis, about bringing in another striker to go behind Mitrovic to be a backup? Well, you know I'm a big fan of um, uh, reclamation projects. (laughs) Right. And this would be one. And this would be one, for sure. And uh, I don't... If you look at his scoring record, it's it's fairly decent. And... um, why not give them a, I mean, I, I've spoken two examples I've given. Um, one is obviously Mario Balotelli. The other one is uh, Lord Bentner, Nicholas Bentner. <laughs> they've hit, you know, they've hit bumps in the road uh, and then they've gone to a club and they've suddenly turned it around. And it shows, you know, you don't become a bad player overnight. Um, if it's a loan deal, there's nothing wrong with that. And remember, it's just the August transfer deadline. You know, we've got the January on, January one that's going to be coming up. And I think it's going to be, it's the sort of thing where, you know, the change of environment may really, really help me. The lad's only 24 years of age. And, um, I, I mean, it's nothing to lose. And, uh, um, you know, and it's a young player as well. And that's good as well because it's, it's, it's a quick division. And the change of environment may really, really help him. So we'll see if that gets over the line. But I think that would be an intriguing uh, signing. I mean, Mitro's, Mitro's our main guy. Uh, the only thing that does slightly concern me is that, you know, if he goes down injured. Um, well, that's the whole thing. Yeah, um, especially with the rumours that Font 
another Olympiakos Perez, are thinking of um, how or may have may already made a bid to us for uh, Rui Font. Um, and if that is the case, then then we're obviously one one striker down. Okay, excellent there, my friend. Over to you, Reese. What are your thoughts about potentially signing a striker to be a backup to Mitro? And based on what I've been reading about this player, he uh, has a lot of potential, but hasn't, I guess, lived up to the potential. So it sounds like to me it could be a reclamation project. Would you be against bringing in another striker? Absolutely not. To be honest, yesterday when we were being linked with all these players left, right and centre, the first all I could think of was, where's the striker? Without yeah. Mitrovic, if he got injured, what are we going to do? I know people have mentioned about Scherler playing up top or etc., but that's I've not that. the ideal. The amount of money no, that's not the ideal situation. Yeah, if we're investing over £100 million, which looks like we probably might by the end of the window, why would we leave us so short up top? And if, we, if we're short up top... No matter how good we are around the table, we're going to struggle in the Premier League. I mean, I don't know a lot about Vieto, to be honest. I've looked online and his stats, etc. They're not too bad. He's obviously very young. Yep. If you go look at the clubs he's played at, I mean, he's gone on a lot of loans, but they've been all the top clubs in Spain, so he's got to have something about him. It's not like he's dropping to the lower parts. He's been at Atletico Madrid, very good club, obviously Sevilla. Valencia, these are top clubs and we know we've had a lot of players in the past that have come to Fulham where they've bounced around the top clubs, they've not quite made it and they've come to us and gone on to do really good things, Danny Murphy, etc. So I'm very excited about it and if it's on a loan, what have we got to lose really? I'm still a bit concerned, still a bit concerned if something happens to Mitrovic because I don't know much about him but I have trust in the club and I think our recent transfer history, relatively they've all been quite successful so... I think I have great trust in the club and as much as the stats department is ridiculed at times, including by myself, it, everything so far has turned out to be quite well. So I have trust in the club and the scouting department, but he'll be an ideal fit. Okay, excellent. All right, guys, one more piece of speculation. Then we're going to go through all the signings and hopefully while we're going through the signings, we will have some new signings, which would be excellent. So, Giannis, back to you. This one intrigues me because it potentially could be a big money deal. There's speculation linking Fulham to Andre Anguissa, a defensive midfielder from Marseille. I've seen reports of somewhere around 30 million euros, or I'm not sure it might be 30 million pounds. Big, big money we're talking here. What are your thoughts about Fulham being linked to a defensive midfielder? This goes to the whole thing of having – cover at certain positions, defensive midfielder. We have Kevin McDonald, but something tells me if you're going to be spending that amount of money on a player like that, would he be your first choice? I'm just throwing it out there. This is speculation because he has not signed at this point of us recording this episode. But what are your thoughts about them going after a player of this caliber? And, and just as a reminder that if we get paperwork in by, by five o'clock, the, bed, the deadline uh, in, in 20 minutes, the Premier League rules this year state that we've still got uh, given an extra two hours okay. to go through. Um, if he's coming in here, McDonald's sitting on the bench, well, you're not paying £30 million for somebody to sit on the bench. Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing, simply because uh, it's it's what it does, is it, it, uh, it strengthens the team in, in breadth, but it also strengthens the squad in, in depth. 
And uh, I'm now looking, if you've got best case scenario and these players sign, you've got players like Kevin Mack and Stefan Johansson sitting on the bench, which um, <laughs> I've got, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking, oh, holy cow, it's, um, is this how far we've come? And the answer is, of course, yes. Um, you know, the thing is that Slava, um, at the end of the season, um, will have sat down with the brass and said, look, this is what we need to do. Right. And Tony Kamana said, okay, uh, we've got the money. Let's yeah, deal the dosh. No it sounds like to me, Giannis. No, it's no object. Um, we've, no, it's no object at all. It's um, you, you want it, you're going to get it. And uh, it's, been an, it's been an incredible window, really, I think, not just for us, but for clubs who, you know, you wouldn't, you, I mean, you'd normally not associate with the sort of investment that we've been putting in. Wolves have had a ridiculous um, window. Uh, West Ham have, have spent a lot of money. And yet at the other end, the foot of the table, sort of ironically, really, you've got Cardiff City, um, you know, spending 5p and a, and a pork pie. And Newcastle United and Mike Ashley, who's yet, yet again going to get the, the uh, yearly award for I'm going to find a way to stiff my fans and get away with it because I own the club. Um, so it really has sent a message, not just to our fans, but to players around the world and clubs around the world, that this is a club to come to. Yes. You know, and I think it's, it's perception as well. Public perception is big when it comes to transfers. And uh, if we can get players like Jean, uh, uh, Michael Seri, I mean, what a fantastic pickup that's turned out to be. Um, that sets the tone in terms of global market and players that may want to come here. And this goes back to an earlier episode you and I had, Giannis. Seri, to me, was the key to everything because once yes. they brought him in, now the floodgates can open. Now other players that might not consider form will say, well, Seri's going to form. Maybe I'm going to come too. It really has been a domino effect, my friend. Oh, for sure. Oh, for, for, it was such a shock signing. And... Um, it, it, it's great. I mean, we, you know, the Premier League's talking about it. The rest of Europe is talking about it. And um, if we make a decent start the season, come the January transfer window, um, we may have a couple more signings to come in. And it's showing that the Khans now know with the money that they're going to get from TV, TV, let's not forget the TV deal, that they're willing to invest um, in the club big time, which is great. Uh, especially when we've got you know the new stand coming out and and for the long term feasibility of the club um, looks pretty safe and uh, we want to stay in this division after all. Yeah, absolutely, there, my friend. All right. Well, while we wait for breaking news, which I expect there to be some breaking news, guys, let's go through all the signings. And what I want to do, we're going to do a little exercise because I thought it'd be fun. I've actually seen it done here, so we're going to do it here on Cottage Talk. We're going to go through all the signings. You can talk a little bit about them, but I want you to put them in a category. And here are the four categories. Star, starter, backup, or bust, meaning that you don't think he's going to do much. So we're going to put them in one of these four categories. Giannis, I'm going to start with you. Okay. John Michael Seri. Which category does he belong in? What do you think of this signing? Obviously, we've talked about him before. Your thoughts? Star and, and our most significant signing, I think, even over Mitro. Um, because he's he's a he's a creator. He's uh, got pace. He's a brilliant passer of the ball. We've not really had it. I mean, you imagine him complimenting Tom Kearney in the middle. Yes, it's a, it's a little scary. Um, and uh, 
Wait till this whole thing clicks. That's all I'm going to say. Wait till it yeah. all comes together. All the pieces are together. He's going to be the main cog, Giannis, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that worries me is he's, he's, he's such a good player that one of the bigger clubs um, may come sniffing at some point. We don't have to worry about it yet. No. But the better he plays, the greater the impact, the more that the, the big dogs are going to come sniffing. But it is a business. And, you know, you speculate to accumulate. And the $27 million that we spent on him now could be worth God only knows what down the line. Absolutely, uh, Giannis. But for me, st- absolute star, yes. Okay. And all caveat to this, and then, Reese, I'm going to go to you. Good points talking about the Premier League teams, the big boys sniffing at him, coming for him at some point. And you're probably right. If he plays well, that's going to happen. But the one part of all this that I think is a little bit different, say, than maybe some other teams is the cons. I think the cons are very difficult at this point to try to get your best players from them. I, I think they're going to fight for them. They're not going to just give them away. If you're going to pay for it, you're going to pay through the nose. So it won't be easy to get Seri. It's certainly not going to be easy to get Ryan Session as we've already seen. Okay, it's going to be very difficult. And if you want him, yeah. you're going to pay mega bucks for probably both of these players. So I want to say that I agree with you that that this situation could happen, Giannis. I just think that they're going to handle it a little bit differently than maybe some other teams that would just say, okay, we'll take the money. They're going to fight for him, I truly believe. Reese, your thoughts on Jean-Michael Sarri, and which category do you put him in? Uh, Goes without question. I think he's going to be the main player in our team behind Mitrovic, like Giannis said. Um, I think it was an absolute coup um, signing him, and I've seen a bit of the preseason friendlies, and you can see the quality he has. And seeing him and Kearney running the centre of midfield is is going to be a joy to watch this season, and I'm very excited. Going by Yanis's point of bigger clubs might steal him. The only way bigger clubs are going to steal him is means he's going to have a quality season for us, and they'll probably end up paying double double what we paid. And That's if we right. get fifty million, then happy days, and we'll go and invest it elsewhere. But right. Um, Clearly, we don't. Money isn't really a, a, an issue for us. So, if they're going to steal one of our star players, if he does go on to be as successful as we hope, they're going to have to pay through the nose. So, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Okay, very good. All right, right back over to you, Reese Maxime Lemarchand. I, I think this is a, a signing that uh, I think is flying underneath the radar a little bit. So, which category do you put him in? Star, starter, backup, or bust? So when we first signed him, I thought he was going to be a starter, but obviously since Chambers and Mawson has come in, I think he's going to be a backup player. Looks to be quite, he's going to be a utility player, maybe similar to Adoy. Um, I've read a few forums and it seems like he's got a lot of potential and the price we paid, rumoured three and a half million, it seems like a good bit of business, but I don't see he's going to be set in the wild light, but it's a good, decent signing. Okay, very good. Giannis, how about you? I absolutely agree with Reese. To me, he's going to be a backup. But isn't that telling you how far we've come? Yeah. I mean, um, he looks like a tidy little player. He does. <clears throat> but but in the Premier League, you're only often as often you're only as good as the as, as the strength and depth that you've got. And um, with the signing of Mawson and, and Chambers, I mean, I'm just you know my head is spinning. You know, um, bringing them into the squad and the Joe Bryan thing means that he will be a backup, but that's fine. That's fine. And, you know, we found out last year the the beauty of depth with Dennis Adoy. I mean, Dennis, I mean, I, I, I cannot 
speak highly enough of of what he's done for the club in the last couple of years, especially last year. And we all remember that, you know, the Kala sending off down at the Medeski. And um, you need players like that that can come in and do it and then come in and do a job and do a good job. And I think Le Marchand certainly got the experience to do that. And uh, it's going to still take time for him to settle. Uh, but from what I've seen so far, if we can call him off the bench, then I think it's a very good, a very good piece of business for the club. Okay. Excellent there, my friend. All right. Let's talk about the goalkeeper, Fabri, who potentially might now have competition coming in. So I'm going to ask you one of the four categories, which one is he star starter backup or bust? This is an interesting one. Giannis now. Yeah, I'm going to say starter. I'm going to say starter, but I'm going to do it with an asterisk because we do, we just don't know we just don't know what the issue is with bets and whether the Rico deal is going to go through. Um, obviously, Marriott Rodak's gone off to Rotherham. We've not heard anything about Magnus Norman. Um, so if Rico comes in, so you've got Rico, Fabry, and Betts. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think I still think. See, I, I think I believe Fabry will start on Saturday, if only because he started the last two games. I don't see there's any reason that any way that Betts starts against the Palace, um, and they won't bring Rico in cold to start on Saturday. So it'll be Fabry. But I think. There's there's a little bit of haze here. There's a bit of um, mid-air um, disorientation here because we don't know what is going on with bets, and sure. everybody seems to be very quiet on this. Um, so before we know, he's going to be shipped out. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I hope not. But for me, right now as it stands, um, Fabri's a starter. Okay. How about you, Reese? Yeah, everything Danny said pretty much. I think it obviously a lot depends on if Sergio signs. Um, but if we're going on now, I think he starts over Bettinelli. It's pretty clear he's been bought in and Slav doesn't fancy Bettinelli. We all know that. But I think if Sergio joins, then I think he'll be a backup. I think Sergio will be our starting goalkeeper. He's got a lot of pedigree. Um, he's played a lot of games for Sevilla, including last year. And then they're obviously a very top club. So I think if Sergio signs, then... Fabri will go to back up. Um, but it all depends on the Sergio signing, doesn't it? Yes, so it hopefully does. it comes in. Um, from what I've seen of Fabri, he's looked dicey, but it's pre-season. I'm not going to slate a player on pre-season games, but we'll see what happens. It's hard to judge off of pre-season, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way I've always looked at it, because I've seen players penalty, look terrible that, in pre-season recent and light it up. So. Yeah. Okay, so we know he can't save a penalty. That's the only thing we can be sure <laughs> Okay, very good there, my friend. Right back to you. All right, let's now talk about a signing that I'm excited about. It is a loan deal, but it's very interesting. It's a two-season loan deal. Andre Sherla, which category do you put him in? So I think he'll go in the star category. I don't think he's going to set the world alight like a lot of fans may think. I think he's had struggled for a couple of years. I think at a team like Fulham, where the standards aren't expected as high and he might not be under the cosh light as much from the clubs such as Dortmund and Chelsea. I think he'll go on to do a really good job for us, similar, re- rejuvenate his career almost like Danny Murphy, Simon Davis-esque. Okay. I think he'll go on to be one of our top players this year. Okay, excellent. So you put him in the star category. Do you agree with him, Giannis? Um... I'm going to say I'll be more conservative and say starter. He's had a Stop. rough. This is right. He's had a yes. rough last couple of years. 
yeah, he's had a rough couple of years. But I think the fact that he's coming to a club like us is good. I think the pressure's off. And I've said it before, you don't become a bad player overnight. And I think the system that is set up is, is going to be good for him. Um, he's naturally on the left-sided player, but I think on the right, it'll, it'll, um, I think it'll rejuvenate him. Um, and he'll have a focal point because of Mitro's ability to hold the ball up. And I think he's going to get a lot less attention because a lot's going to be focused on the Mitro-Cess combo on the left-hand side. And I think the support he's going to get from the fullback, I mean, let's just say, let's say it's Cyrus Christie. Um, and you know what? Um, Christie has earned his chance to be playing in the Premier League. And I hope he starts on Saturday. And I think there'll be a good combination. But Sherlock can chip in the, the odd goal or two. And he is quality, and he's a good passer of the ball. So, um, for me, starter, if he can re- listen, if he can re- rediscover even half the form he had at his peak, yeah. then, he de- then he'd definitely be a star. And then it would be a, a still, even though it is an odd deal, you know, two two year loan with no option to buy. I wonder if there'd be any um, there'd be uh, uh, any any wiggle room there. But I think it's uh, it's good business. I think from both clubs. I agree. I totally agree there, Yanis. All right, let's go right back to you, my friend. Let's talk about Mitro. I think besides Seri, to me, Mitro is going to have a fantastic season. In fact, I've seen all the naysayers come at me and say, well, he hasn't done it at Newcastle. I actually went on a show that asked me if I doubted Mitro, uh, the uh, Premier League fan zone. And I said, no, I I don't because he fits at full. Giannis, I'm going to make a prediction right now. He's going to score at least 15 goals. I'm predicting it right now. I think Alexander Mitrovic is going to have a very good season. I'm putting him in the star category. Do you? Um, yeah, I will. I think um, he – that was – it was such an inspired signing at the transfer deadline. And, and um, Slava has clearly taken him under his wing and um, – I think that he's a very different, very different manager from Rafa Benitez, and the style of both teams is very, very different. Right. And, uh, they he took Sabisa's style, Giannis. Yeah, and, and and the fans took to him, and the the players took to him, and he wanted to come back here, and um, he's just been, you know, he's just um, he's, he's so revered, and it's been, it's come in, you know, a very, very short space of time, and. Uh, I'm delighted he's back. He's um, providing he can stay healthy. And um, he's still 23. That's a scary bit about it. He's a big lad. He's he's only a baby. Um, providing he stays fit with this sort of attacking prowess and creativity from the midfield that we can provide for him, then he should have a very, very good season. And, um, you know, it's um, a couple of fans I've read have been maybe a little critical about the price that we've we've, we've paid for him. But, um, it's the fit that really counts, and and to me, it's m- money very well spent. Okay, excellent. Over to you, Reese. Where do you put him? Um, star for definite. I think you're a bit optimistic with the 15 goals, to be honest. But maybe I think where I think what's amazing for us and for Mitrovic is, like you say, the style of play. Yeah. Uh, him, he, he he just literally fits us down to the T. The way we play. He makes the, brings out the best in players around him. I think his finishing can be a bit suspect at times, at times, but it's everything else he brings to brings to the club. He's holding up the ball, bringing players into play, such as Sessing Young, 
I think the reason Sessegnon was so um, prolific last year was because he had players such as Mitrovic on his side and taking up, getting the beatings, holding the ball up, freeing up space for Sessegnon. And his passing is very good. He's, he's got a very creative mind. He's very good at technically. And I think if we're going to see players like Scherler come into their, into their prime do really well, and Sessegnon to continue at the progress, it's going to be a lot of it will be down to Mitrovic. Totally agree. And uh, listen, I'm an optimist, Reese. So, of course, I'm going to up him a little bit. Maybe I am being a little bit too optimistic with the 15 goals. But, hey, uh, that's what I do. So, <laughs> that's just I who I, I am, my friend. Well, Russ. I think. Yes. I was going to say, you know, um, I, I, I do get um, Reese's point on this one. But um, I was just reading on Twitter this, I thought, just to make you both laugh. Yesterday. I mean, and I don't want you, you, if you're sitting down, if you're not sitting down, you're going to need to sit down for this one. Okay. Yesterday is the fourth anniversary, believe it or not, of Mark Fotheringham joining our club. Oh. I just saw a picture of him, Giannis. Someone yeah. just tweeted out a picture. <laughs> We're in all his glory. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, that puts everything into perspective, Giannis. That it really does. does. <laughs> it was a useless player. <laughs> I'm sorry, Reese. Um, what did you have to share about that as well before? I think just going back to the point of that, I think he's obviously he's our number nine and we're going to look for him to the goals. But yeah. I think we've seen over the years that a lot of our goals are being spread out across the team and we bought Very players true. in and in and around him that are goal scorers. Look, Shirley's fantastic at finishing. Session Young's finishing yep. from the left of his left foot. Is, there's not many better from what I've seen and he will bring those players into play. Seri, Looks like he's got it's a good shot point. and Kearney as well. So I think we he's a team player. Money, is what you really describe, and that's what you need, especially in the lower parts of the division. You need someone yep. with his ilk. To, he's going to he runs his legs off. He gets smashed in the face, and he loves to hustle and bustle. And we're going to be under the cosh a lot of the times, and we need someone who can hold up the ball and yep. bring players into play. And you saw in the World Cup, his finishing was a bit yep. dicey, but. All the best international defenders just can't get them. But he was still valuable for Serbia. I thought he did a good job for Serbia, even though he didn't score the goals. And I thought he got criticized too much for his performance because I I thought he played well. He played really well. I did. I think if you saw him from that, you've never seen him play before, you think, oh, he should have finished a couple of the chances. But a lot of the chances he was creating for himself, the turn in the players, if you saw his goal at the weekend in the friendly. That yes. is Mitrovic. You just cannot get the ball off him. He's an absolute unit. And we are yeah. going to need that in the Premier League. Well, we're not going to have 70% possession of the ball this year. We know that. So we're going to need someone to hold it up. And he will do that. Guaranteed. So. Absolutely. And the way that I look at him, and, and again, I went off with my whole 15-goal thing. I think he's more valuable more than just the goals. And sometimes strikers Absolutely. are just thought of as a goal scorer, Reese. This player? He's a team player. He gets his teammates involved. Like you said, he holds up the ball. And he is, I want to say, almost as valuable in how he gets his teammates, helps them create opportunities, and, and also scoring goals himself. So for me, I see where you're going on that. And uh, I shouldn't have focused so much on the goals because me of all people have talked up Mitrovic as being more of a complete striker, that he actually does it all, that, he, that he's really a team striker, a selfless striker, which is very weird to say because you have to be selfish to be a striker, but he has that part of him. He cares about the team. And if you listen to him, that's been his approach, my friend. All right, guys, 
officially now, it looks like the window has closed. So hopefully we're going to have some news very, very soon. But while we wait, we still have a couple of players to talk about. Let's talk about the center backs together, Reese. I'm going to go to you. Let's talk about them together. So I want you to, to uh, put in a category, starter, starter, backup, or bust. For Alfie Mawson and Calm Chambers, we um, did not do a breaking news show on Calm Chambers because I figured we could talk about him on this show, so we could talk a little bit about him as well now. Reese, talk about these two center backs. So it pains me to say, but I think they're both going to be starters. And I, part of me really hopes that's not the case because Tim Reeves is my favorite player and I absolutely love the guy. Yep. But both of them have such high pedigree. I've watched Mawson a lot. I'm a big fan of his and I'm a big fan of Chambers. And I can't see how Reem, I think Reem will start, but I think slowly but surely both of those will come in um, to be the main centre back pairing. I've watched a lot of England games. I've watched a lot of England and the 21s live. And I remember their pairing together and they were a solid pairing. I think if it's rumoured that Chambers does. Um, Forced to make it a permanent deal makes it even more likely that it'll start. And I really can't imagine Chambers has agreed to join Fulham as a bench player. Right. If he's leaving Arsenal as a bench player, and we don't spend that kind of money on Mawson if he's going to be a bench player. The first thing I think is I'll go to free at the back and get Tim Ream in playing free <laughs> at the back, but it's okay. pure sentimentality. It's not going sure. to happen. So I think they'll both be starters and. As much as I am happy about Seri and Mitrovic, I think a solid foundations at the back is what keeps you in the Premier League. And I absolutely. think they are both two absolutely really good centre-backs. And it's the most area I'm pleased with our business this summer is those two at centre-backers. When we were coming into the Premier League, I was most worried about Adoy and whether Ream can step it up as good as he is with the ball. I don't know if he'll make that step up. And with these two signings, I'm really excited and I think it's fantastic bit of business from the Cairns and from Fulham. Totally agree, Reese. And before I go to Giannis, I want to go right back to you because I understand your feelings about Tim Ream. And here we are, we're talking about players from the championship who have done a job for Fulham. And he was the player of the season. He deserved it. He was great. My number one concern with Tim Ream is his pace. Can he handle the pace of the play in the Premier League? We know he can in the championship, but it's a different game. It's a different level. That's my concern with him, Reese. I don't know if you agree with me or not on that, but I like Tim Ream. I think he deserves an opportunity, but I think when everything shakes out, when Lawson gets healthy, it's going to be the two of them. Yeah, so I, I pace it obviously is an issue, but obviously players who lack place, typically their mind works better than their feet, and I think he is a good, good reader of the ball. Yeah. But it's such a big step up. We're going to come up across the top quality strikers in the world. And he is going to have his chance to stake his place. I'm more sure. than injured for the first month. So if he does well for the first month, then absolutely he should. He will keep his place. Slav is loyal to his players and more will have to wait. That's just Good the point. way it is. But if he does come in and he isn't up to scratch, then I think Mawson will very quickly take his place. But Slav's very fair and it's competition for places. We've got three yes. very good centre-backs now. And, and this is all a good problem to have, Reese. that we're talking absolutely. about competition because the two best will play. And if Reem earns it, then he will play over one of these guys. And, and I certainly understand that. And, and I'll be the first to say I want to see Tim Reem succeed. I just look at situations where I've actually honestly watched him for the U.S. men's national team too, that he has been beaten 
by players that have some pace. And that's been a concern of mine when we're making the step up. That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up that I'm, I'm just not sure, but he can prove me wrong. I, I hope he proves me wrong because he has the mind of a top rate center back. Does he have the legs to go with it, Reese? That's my issue. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, hopefully he does. Like I say, he's my favorite player. And play off the season, he'll deserve his chance. And he will be given that chance. So it's up to him now whether he takes it or not. And yep. soon we'll tell, time will tell. Oh, he's definitely going to get the opportunity, especially yeah. with the situation with Mawson. And uh, if he earns it, I'm happy if he proves me wrong. I, I do, because I like Tim Ream a great deal. I, I want to see him succeed. But I do like the fact that we brought in these two quality center backs. All right, Giannis, let's talk about Chambers and Mawson. Your thoughts on both of them? What category do you put them in? And uh, feel free to talk a little bit about Tim Ream, your thoughts on where he fits into all this. Do you agree with me? Do you feel a little bit differently about the situation with him? I, I think it, I mean, I think it looks, I mean, both of them are going to be starters and uh, they've both been, you know, tremendous pedigree to the table. Tim Ream was our best player last year. Absolutely. He, he was absolutely magnificent. And I think even, I think even more so. And as I've, as I've said many a time, because of what happened really in a third of the way through the season with the world cup nonsense. And he, and despite that, he came back and, and showed incredible resilience. And I think that Slava will, to start with, find a way to get him in the lineup. I think I think he's one of those players where he will, um, you know, he 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 will he will. I mean, I'm just just trying to envisage here whether or not, you know, Mawson's not going to be available obviously for a little while. It, you know, would the option be to put Ream in the middle with Mawson and put Chambers out a right back um, and Brian at left? But that is an option. I think, I mean, it's not going to be a conversation we're going to need to have for a few weeks, but it's, it's great. It's great competition and that's what you want. And um, I think you'll find a way to put him in, but Chambers, um, Mawson had an excellent season for Swansea uh, last year and Chambers to me, I think um, has been a little bit unlucky at Arsenal. I think that, um, I think he's a very, I think he's a very solid defender who, makes very few mistakes and um, he's unspectacular and uh, and that's what I like about him and I think seeing as Mawson and Chambers have played together for the England under 21 setup, um, there's a familiarity there so I think that's that's also very very clever uh, strategy by the Khans to get them both in but I think sentimentality would dictate that Ream should be given a good go and I think the first few weeks will give him the chance to, sure. to because remember Callum Chambers has also played can also play as a defensive central midfielder as well. Okay. So um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I I, I love I love Tim Ream. He's a, he's a, a super super player. Um, but it's the nature of the beast. We're not we're not we're not playing Burton Albion and Carl McFadden. We're playing against you know Man City and um, Sergio Aguero. So it's you know it's it's a completely different step up and. At the end of the day, Slava's got to pick. He's got to pick the best eleven that he thinks is going to go out, you know, game to game to pick up points so we can survive in the division. Okay, excellent, Giannis. Very good. All right, guys, we are waiting for some news, and hopefully, we'll have some news. It might go late, like you mentioned, Giannis. There is time for them to officially make announcements, so maybe we won't have all of uh, the signings that we're hearing. You know, again, I'm seeing all the speculation going across Twitter as we speak, but we shall see. So in the meantime, while we wait a little bit, because we're going to keep going, let's 
talk about in general. Let's give a rating so far. We're not going to include potential names. Giannis, give me a rating for the window as it is right now from 1 to 10. What would you rate with the players that Fulham have signed up to this point? Oh, God. Um, nine. I mean, it, 10 would be, I mean, can there be a perfect window? Um, as of where we are now, as of where we are now, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a nine. Um, so if only because of the two signings, really, for me, Sari and, and, and Mitra. Sari is um, the sort of creative buzz that we've really missed since Moussa Dembele. I mean, you know, you, you really get to appreciate how great a player he was for us. And Mitra, because he was such a lightning rod for that incredible run at the end of the season. And um, those have been, I mean, everything else is, I mean, look, if you'd said to me, Sher and Mawson and Chambers and Le Marchand and, and Brian, I don't know, you, 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 and two goalkeepers, I'd say, you're nuts. You're crazy. What are you smoking? But that's been the sort of window we've had. And hey, it's the deadline has closed, and yet there's a we have the potential of signing five players. I know today, which is crazy. So I, I was uh, hoping for two or three, to be honest with you. <laughs> we're just becoming greedy. By the way, I'm just I'm just I'm just checking on a tweet here. I don't know, Reese, if you're on Twitter. Um, this is a little bit of a separate issue. I, I laugh if this is actually true. This, there's a story coming through the thingy here that uh, that Spurs have picked up Grealish. Really? So I'm going to keep it. I will keep an eye on this keep, one. Keep an eye on that while we record here, Yanis. Maybe uh, something will happen. That's very interesting. Reese, over to you. How would you uh, rate the uh, window so far? Again, we, let's not include players that might be coming, that we think are coming just the players that they've signed up to this point. See, I agree with a lot of what Yannis said about the pickups of Sarah, et cetera, absolutely fantastic. But if we go into the window and it's in its close now, as amazing as some of it would be, I'd be quite disappointed that we, if we go into the new season without a left back, I know Brian looks increasingly sure. likely, but if we said closing now, I would give it about yeah, seven. Okay. Because we need, we need a left back. If we don't find a left back now, well, that's an interesting way to look up. at it. I understand everything where you're going we've on. Done, yep. Everything we've done will just be a bit daft if we don't sign a left back. Okay. And if we don't sign a central defensive midfield and a striker, I think you can sign quality players all around. But if we go into the season that light in certain positions, all the good work will be undone. I generally think we're going to sign Brian. It looks like we're going to sign um, a DM either from Marseille or um, Mensah who's apparently at Moxborough Parker Cold and Ryan Donovan now. So I think if those Brian comes in, we get the DM, I, I would happily go with nine, like Yannick said. I think if we don't get a left back and another DM, I think it would be very surprising that we've let that happen with the amount of money we've invested and the intent we've shown this, this transfer window. Okay, excellent there. All right, then let's play the game. Again, we are recording this. The window has just shut. We're just waiting to see if... We're going to have some names official, and uh, who knows, it might happen way after we stop recording. But let's say, Reese, that they sign the left back. They sign the defensive midfielder. They sign a striker, and they sign a goalkeeper. Let's say they add four players. Where does your rating go from a seven? Does it stay at a seven, or does it go much higher? Oh, If we get the players we were rumored today, I would give it a nine. I think it would be pretty much bordering on the ten. I would even give it a ten. <laughs> 
But okay. we need those players. But it's four players, and it's very optimistic for a final day. That very rarely happens, and we have yes. some fantastic signings. But I would honestly be amazed if we didn't sign the left back. And I know we're going to, and it's all hypothetical. Sure. But if it had shut and we didn't sign the left back, I'd be absolutely gobsmacked that the club's lack of knowing how badly we need it. If we didn't get a left oh, back, Ryan would probably pay. Ryan would probably pay half the season there, and that would be the most stupidest thing to do ever. So. But obviously, Brian's coming by the looks of it. And if they do, yep. then absolutely, I'll agree with Yannis being a nine. Okay. Yannis, if uh, these uh, players rumored to potentially be signing with Fulham, sign with Fulham, would you change your nine to even higher? Oh, thank God I would. But I still don't <laughs> have a job. Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I w- yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I would because um, it would We've got a complete overhaul, and everything we've done is is we've upgraded. And um, you know, I um, I think I put on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Somebody had put up the starting lineup for our first game of the 2014-2015 season under our friend Felix the Cat. Oh boy, I re- I've seen that. Yeah, and I, you know, um, I mean, one player I didn't mind him, but I, I, you know. Hoogland, Tom, um, Stafflidis, Fotheringham. Yep. Um, Costas Stafflidis. Costas Stafflidis. I, I, I just, uh, <laughs> it, it, it really is like spiders crawling up the, your back. And um, we've had a fantastic window. And um, we can consider ourselves very, very lucky because um, we have an ownership that is, um, they're doing right, you know, we're doing right by them. They, they've, uh, I, I've mentioned Newcastle before on this podcast. I'm going to say it again. You know, um, Newcastle, Sunderland have gone through this for a few years. Coventry City have gone through this for a number of years where it's just a, basically the, the, the ownership of uh, taking the money and run. Yep. And, um, you know, you, you talk to any Newcastle fan about the, the, the transfer window now and they're doom and gloom. They're not even happy about it. I mean, it's bad enough that meet, they lost Mitro. They, you know, they swapped Dwight Gale on a loan with Solomon Rondon. I'm not sure what they're thinking there, to be honest, how they think that's going to help them. And they just, they're a complete mess. And yet you look at us and look at all the quality we brought in, the international yeah. quality. And, um, you know, we're here to say, look, we're not here to make up the numbers. We're here to to do what we need to do. And uh, we want to stay in this division. We want to, we were here for 11 years. Yep. Um, and we'd like to stay for minimum of one, of course. And uh, hopefully stay for a lot longer. So great intent from the club. Absolutely. Yes. Can, I, and, uh, can I just make a quick point, Russ? Is that all right? Go ahead, Reese. Please still. Just something on Janice said, and it's not a worry because I think we'll be fine, but you've seen it in the past where there's a lot of investment and we going by our starting level, we could probably have seven or eight new players and it's a lot of changes. Um, it, I think we'll be absolutely fine, but we're going into the season if we're having a hell of a lot of changes. Sometimes it does go a bit pear-shaped, and I am naturally sometimes a bit pessimistic. But I think there are going to be a hell of a lot of changes, and I'm, I am quite optimistic for the season. I think we'll do well. I think maybe people just need to lessen their um, expectations a little bit. I've seen a lot of people saying we're going to finish top 10. I think for the first season, a lot of these players are going to have to bed into our system. I think we'll do okay, but... There is going to be a lot of changes at this club, and you can see it in the past when there's a lot of changes and a lot of money invested. It doesn't always go fantastically well. 
just air on the Bell, side of caution. My just friend, to, and, yeah. uh, listen, just a second. I want to get your season prediction because that's one of the, yeah. the uh, things I want to talk to both of you guys. I want you to make a season prediction. But before I do, I just want to mention this. I saw this on the Twitter account for Sky Sports News. Breaking Fulham agree 30 million pound deal to sign Marseille midfielder Andre Franck and Gisa. So it's not official yet on the Fulham account. I've already also seen David Mirror is also reporting it as well. So, Giannis, if this does come to fruition, this is a hell of a signing, my friend. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it absolutely is. Because now it, it's um, you've got players like, I'm going to say it again, Kevin Mack and Steph Joe on the bench. But holy cow, if these are the players you've got sitting on your bench. But you're upgrading, Giannis, and this is something you're that they need to do. Yeah, we are. And, you know, you go back to the when we first came to the Premier League, um, Papa Bubu Diop. I know we're going, away, yep. but yeah, and that kind of that kind of player, and you know, somebody that to me doesn't get talked about enough, especially with the Europa League run that we had, and that was Dixon Matuhu, that kind of ilk player that you look and go, oh Jesus, yeah, he was a good player. He was such a big part of that squad, and uh, I think this uh, Angisa is going to be that a similar type of player. Um, but knowing, of course, that depending on the game that you're playing, you've got different players that can play in different conditions. And I think that's the key. Um, we can, put, can can Slava put out two teams that he thinks that could be competitive? And he must be getting close now. Yeah, um, that's a, actually a great point. Which is what you want. Um, yes. You want competition everywhere, Giannis. Everywhere. You want to be able to do that. Everywhere. It is disappointing, you know, the Matt Target thing. Matt Target. Giannis, Giannis, we have some breaking news, Giannis. We actually oh. have some breaking news. And it looks like to me, I, I'm on I'm on the Fulham uh, Twitter Rico, account. Rico, the goalkeeper. Rico, the goalkeeper, has signed with Fulham. I'm actually looking at it right now. So, Giannis, in the space of maybe five minutes, I told you again, the Sky Sports News, that's not official yet. Sergio Rico is now official because it's on the Fulham Twitter account. Your thoughts on signing a new goalkeeper, and then I'll go to Reese. Historical. <laughs> um, you like well, that? Well, I mean, we, we rumored this was going to happen, and now yes, there, there's these. I can see everything looking very, very dark and moody. Of course, the big thing now will be what has happened to bets. You know, it's where's bets? Where's Waldo? Where's Corley Woodrow? <laughs> Um, where's Mark Fotheringham? I Mark Fotheringham. Um, but, um, you know, what has happened there? I'm sure with the presser tomorrow for Palace, Slava may say something. Oh, but this is, the fir- by the way, this, this is the first of. And look how, it, how they started it. The tweet says, right, let's go. I know. So that's the first announcement. I know. So that's why we're going we're gonna to hang here for a little bit to see if we have some more announcements. And we certainly have some other stuff we could talk about. Reese, I want to go to you. Definitely want your thoughts on Rico. We've already talked about him. That's a done deal. It looks like, based on the reports from the Daily Mirror and Sky Sports News, that Engisa is also a done deal, but they Fulham haven't announced it up to this point. But let's talk about Rico, get your thoughts on that. And then also, if this does become official on Engisa, this to me just shows more ambition from the cons. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really happy with Rico. I've seen a lot of him play before in the past, and especially in the Europa League. He is a very good goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> absolutely, he'll, he'll be our number one goalkeeper. I'll be 
like Janice has said, I'm very surprised what's going to happen with Bettinelli now. I hope it might be an injury and yeah. that he'll get a chance at some point, but there's been no news whatsoever about an injury. So, and you would have thought something may have come out. Um, as for the other DM, I really don't know a lot about him, but if we're prepared to spend £30 million on the guy, then I think that shows um, you something. something tells me he's going to be a half-decent player. And as much as I love MacDonald, I think he was one of the players I was thinking might struggle the most in the Premier League, mainly because of his pace. Yeah. Um, and definitely need covering the position. So a bit surprising that Mensah is apparently at Motspur Park as well. So that means we may be assigning two wow. central defensive midfielders, which will make me think we've got a hell of a lot of central midfielders. But that's isn't a, a problem. So I'll be happy if we've got all that depth. And it's a problem that is very well, a very good problem for to have. Right. And uh, I, I'll just share this with uh, both of you. And I'm sure Kyle doesn't mind he actually shared this with a bunch of us he actually was on Sirius XMFC yes, yesterday on a show called Counterattack here in the US and one of the hosts of the show is by the name of Phil Shane and Phil Shane does all of these La Liga games here so he's the announcer and he had very good things to say about Sergio Rico in fact I believe Kyle said that Shane called him Tebow Light think about that Think about the type of goalkeeper we're getting that someone that has watched a lot of La Liga matches is even remotely comparing him to Thibaut. I've, I've genuinely seen quite a lot of Sergio. I've lot, watched a lot of Sevilla's games in the past. I do like my Spanish football. Um, okay. He is a top quality you, goalkeeper. Do you agree with I that? I mean, we've seen, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you do see sometimes keepers come from the Spanish division, such as David De Gea and struggle, so we don't know how he's going to do. But in the severe side, he is a very good goalkeeper, especially for a club such as the size of Fulham. Um, he's, without a doubt, he's going to do very well for us. I fully envisage. Okay, excellent. Very good, guys. This is this has really uh, been fun. Hopefully, that becomes official. But I'm, I just keep watching the Twitter account. They keep up tweeting things with uh, with Rico. They're very interesting, actually. Tony Khan just. Uh, tweeted something out. I'm going to read that and then get your thoughts on it, guys. He says, I'm just let me just pull up Tony's Twitter account and then I'm going to read it because Tony's been very good lately on Twitter for obvious reasons. So this is what Tony Khan has to share once I can pull this up, guys. Just bear with me as his Twitter account is taking a while to load. Here is what Tony has to share. I'm excited to announce that Fulham have signed Sergio Rico on loan from Sevilla. Sergio is a world-class goalkeeper. Now he's joined a very talented cast of goalkeepers under contract to Fulham, making our squad as strong as possible for the Premier League. Come on, Fulham. That's very interesting that he talks about cast of goalkeepers. Giannis, what are your thoughts about that? I'm just thinking, oh, God, cast of goalkeepers. So then is there a chance that that Betts goes down to the PL2 team? I don't know. That's very interesting that he would use that. Absolutely ruthless. It would, wouldn't it? Or he loans him out. Or or he loans him out because they've got till EFL clubs have to loan to loan keepers and maybe what they do is they loan him out till oh um I don't know, January thirty first to a championship club. Um and see what happens there. I mean the, to be fair to Marcus, if he's fit he wants to play and it's right. no good 
him sitting there, sitting on his ass. So you might as well loan him to a club that where he will want to play. Like, same as they've done with Marek Rodak, which I think is, is is a great way to develop the kids. So that would work. But um, hey, <laughs> that's yeah. But you know what? I, and you, Reese is right, ruthless. But then the Premier League is ruthless. Um, it, it's it's not it's not forgiving. And and um, if Fulham fans didn't realise the, the enormity of that incredible win in May at Wembley, they now know it. Because sure. if you look at what's happened to Villa since, forget the Joe Bryan yeah. nonsense. I mean, they've got the new owners that have come in. You know, if they hold on to Grealish, they've done well. Da da da, blah blah blah. But um, you know, the amount of money that Steve Bruce has to, to deal with compared to Slava right now is so. In, you know, incomprehensible. That um, you know, it's it's massive. It's 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 massive, and um, this is this is this is obviously great news for us. But uh, it does make you wonder what's going to happen. The, the presser tomorrow with Slava, I think it's at one thirty. That should be very interesting. Now, <laughs> totally agree. All right, guys, let's see if something else pops up while we do that. Let's go to season predictions. Reese, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to share mine as well. And Giannis, I want yours. Listen, first of all, I want to say this. I respect where you're coming from, Reese. You are being cautiously optimistic. I agree what you're talking about with all these new players. Could we start slow? Could it take them all a while to really get into the style of foam football club? You could be 100% right on that. So I understand where you're going on that. With all that said, I'll give my prediction in a second. You give me your season prediction. Um, I think we'll come around 14th, 15th. Um my main ambition is to stay up. I think that's the main important thing. I think it won't be as easy as some people make out. Okay. I think you can see what there's the top. There's two leagues in the Premier League. There's the top six, which have all the money, all the best players, and it's then special you league. could literally you could literally finish from seventh to seventeenth and be hardly sure. any points in it. So I think we'll be around fourteenth, fifteenth, I reckon. Okay. Okay. And listen, just to survive the first year, understandable, and I understand where you're going on that. Before I give mine, Giannis, how about you? If the players perform to what their level of expectancy, so like if Seri hits the ground running, Sherlock finds his form, Sessignon continues his form, I think top 10, 10th is very feasible, but there's a lot of ifs and buts to get sure. to that place. That's what right. I would say. Okay, I understand where you're coming from on that. And I will share mine in just a second. Giannis, over to you. Your season prediction. Uh... I think I think twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth in that region. I think. Um, okay, so you're you know, kind of around the same. You're in the, the same, where, where yeah. Reese is. Yeah, I think I think uh, it, 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 there are a lot of ifs and buts here, but I think one of the things that will determine it is firstly how quickly we get adjusted to the the Premier League, and secondly the the January window. And um, you know, the, one of the things for I mean, obviously we've got you know a few games coming up starting with the Palace. But with the loan system, with the EFL, I'm sure that uh, the club are going to have to look at loaning players out. And, of course, loaning players out cuts on the wage bill as well. So, I mean, you might be looking at, you know, Corley Woodrow, potentially reformed, somebody who I haven't mentioned today, but, you know, I like to talk about him every time I get on, and that's my friend and yours, Floyd Aite. You know, nobody's mentioned Floyd Aite. Where is he going to be? I mean, how does he get into this squad? How does he get in this squad? Honestly, Russ, Reese, honestly, don't know what's going to happen. 
but players are going to have to be sent out. And once you do that and we get to, to past the Christmas period, then in terms of identifying players that maybe can take us, you know, the next step up or at least to um, consolidate where we're going to be in the division this year. But in terms of where we are now, I think we're in very good shape. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, 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 it all goes well for, for how we're going to look this year. Providing we stay relatively healthy, although I think we've got a deep enough squad that can, with experience, that can help us out. Okay, excellent, guys. I understand where both of you are coming on that. You know that I'm a little bit of an optimist, so I am going to have an optimist prediction here. I've done it the last two seasons, and I've come pretty close. So I have a funny feeling I'm going to come close. I might be going a little high here, but I'm going to go with tenth and just understand where I'm going on this. I like that. I'm taking everything into account that. Reese, you've said, and everything that you've said, Giannis, but I'm going a little higher here because I understand that the beginning of the season, which is important, it's going to be difficult because we have so many new players like Reese had just mentioned. But I also know the system that Slavisa has put in. Once it clicks, it really clicks. Now, will it click the way it did in the championship in the Premier League? Only time will tell. But I still think we'll be able to beat the teams we should beat, especially at home. And I think we're going to surprise many people on the road because I think that we're going to be better without the ball than some are going to think. I think I think uh, we've learned that we cannot control the play like we did in the championship. There are going to be teams that are going to have the ball, and we're going to have to be good on the counter. And I think this team can be good on the counter. So with all that said, I think it's not going to look like a top-10 team the first half of the season. The second half of the season, you're going to see the team that will be built for the future because I think they could be even better next season because I think this is the foundation. Yes, I'm being optimistic. I'm going with 10. Reese, your thoughts. I know I'm being extremely optimistic, but you even said if everything clicked, you could see top 10. I guess I'm going with everything clicking eventually. Yeah, absolutely, Russ. I think I don't think it's against the realms of possibility. I think if Sarah we know is a top 10, um, central midfielder. I think Mitrovic suits us down to the ground. If Stephen Young continues his form, if Scherler finds his old form, we've got a very we've got a top class goalkeeper now. We've got a, a very good centre back partnership. I think that it's absolutely not impossible to finish around the top ten. There's just a lot of ifs and buts there and a lot of things to click into place. Sure. I like your optimism. I don't have any I don't think we're gonna get anywhere near relegation, which is all I care about for this year. See I'm there with you. That to me is the number one. I don't want to be anywhere near it. And I don't think we will. If you're looking at, um, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit later on, if you look at the table and the teams in it, you can pick quite a few teams that I think are going to struggle more than us, at least three or four or five. I think we will be far better then. So I don't think we're going to go down. I think a lot of things will have to fall into place and click well to finish top 10 or around 10. And again, that's just who I am, my friend. This is what I do. It's it's my belief. We all admire it, Russ. <laughs> just how I always approach yeah. it. And I look at I look at the potential best. And I'm looking at the best yeah. and I'm saying I can see it happening. But in the back of my mind, obviously, I don't want to be anywhere near relegation. I cannot stand relegation battles. I don't want to be anywhere close to it. Could it happen? Absolutely. But uh I'm gonna be optimistic and say it's not going to happen and uh Giannis, you've known me for a long time. You know who this is, who I am. So yeah. your thoughts on this? I, I, I mean, I, 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 I can't disagree with you because, I mean, you know, we don't even know what's coming through the pipeline in terms of 
the rest of the day today. We don't. And, um, I mean, it's it's. Maybe um, I didn't time the show right because we only have one official name, and we're pretty much far into our show, guys. No, so I apologize for that. I love, no, I love the fact that you. No, I'm bloody good for you, and it's interesting because I just picked up a tweet, and I'm not sure you will have read it, but Ladbrokes, um, the the betting company in, in yep. the UK. And they announced several minutes ago that Fulham are the first side to be promoted to the Premier League and spend over £100 million in the summer transfer window. Wow. So that is, that is incredible. That is, if you told any, any, I don't care you, any Fulham fan around the world that we would have spent over £100 million, you wouldn't have found anyone who would have believed. There's no way you would have believed. But you know what's interesting about that figure, Giannis? Yes, I, I believe that figure is probably close to be inaccurate. But here's the thing. With, with that figure, they've also found very creative ways to bring in other players on loan. Yeah. So it's not just about splashing the cash. It's also about making the right deals. Because on the open market, Andre Shiro is w- worth more money, correct? The goalkeeper is worth more money. They found creative ways really? to bring in players. Obviously, loans are always open to you. But the way that they've done it, I think, is even making the window even more impressive, Giannis. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's the thing, and that's really, really good uh, business acumen. I've never, I can't, I don't use believe all I've ever heard of a two-year loan that are available. Use all different ways that are available to build your team. I've never understood why everyone always thinks about just the amount of money spent. You also have to think of the other ways that players come in, including free transfers. We've benefited from free transfers before. Don't always think that a free transfer is terrible because sometimes it works out great. So I always look at all the different ways teams build their team. It's not just the amount of money spent. And it really is how you spend your money, Giannis. It is. And, and I mean, talking about loans, let's, let's, I mean, talking Metro, you know, right there. And um... Metro might be the best loan ever. Oh, absolutely brilliant. And you can get, um, you know, the, there's with loans, you've got the ability. To me, um, I look at it that if a player is loaned out to another team, it's because the team that's loaning out doesn't see any future in terms of the starting 11. So the player feels discarded and feels they've got a point to prove. Um, or, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's fair enough. So you've got a little bit of a chip on the shoulder there. And you 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 want to do something about it, and um, it's funny, you know. You talk about loan signing somebody who didn't. I mean, I'd love to have him at Fulham. We'd never get him just because I'm not sure how we'd fit him in. But somebody who, who got loaned out a couple of times, lots of injuries, um, but has now gone back to his home club and is and is and is is going to start the season and may start on Saturday, and that's Daniel Sturridge. Who's yeah. had a miserable two years of injuries? Nothing has gone right for this lad. Two years ago, he was a star in the England setup. Went to West Brom last year on loan, c- couldn't play, but he's now gone back to Anfield and he's scoring goals again. So you know, sometimes it can really, really work. Sometimes it's a kick up the bo- the bottom, you know, to players. It can rejuvenate a career, and um, there is there are so many creative ways to do it. And let's be honest, we were really big beneficiaries of the loan system last year with Piazon and Callas uh, and, and, and Ollie, Ollie Norwood, you know, and, and Mitro. They, they all did a great job for us. Now, some, of course, like 
you know, Cheerio Joe. Um, <laughs> maybe not so much, but you know what? It's an easy way of, you know, you just pay their wages. You're not, no money's changing hands per se. And then see what happens. Try and buy. Sure. Reese, I want to go to you and then we're going to wrap this up. I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm glad that Giannis brought up the figure that is now being said to be a hundred million pounds in the transfer window. But I always look at it more than that. I always look at all the different ways that you bring in players to add to your team. And that's the one thing about this that to me is even more impressive. I want your thoughts on this because it's very easy to say, I'm going to buy X, I'm going to buy Y, but I also have a budget. How do I fit it all in? Well, sometimes you find creative ways. And I think a two-season loan deal for Andre Sherl, I think, is creative. And bringing in some of these other players, I think, is just other ways to add to your team without going too far financially. Yeah, I absolutely agree, Russ. I think if you look at some of our signings, three of our starting 11 players with the goalkeeper for um, Chambers and Scheller are going to be probably guaranteed starting 11. And for an outlay of hardly any money on loan deals, I think it shows fantastic business. We spent a lot of money, but we've also signed a heck of a lot of players and a lot of top quality players for our position and our ambitions. It shows very crude or shrewd, clever business by the Khans. And it clearly shows that whilst they've received a lot of stick in the past and we have the whole thing with the stats and the old guy that we booted out and it just shows that they have learned from their mistakes. The first season they came to us was a bit of a shambles. We obviously got relegated. They were being badly advised and just the turnaround in a couple of years from well, three years of what from where they started to where they are now were literally nothing but praise for the guys and Tony Khan is proving to be a very, very successful and businessman for Fulham and it's fantastic to see. Okay, excellent. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap this point. up. Be honest, do you have some if, thoughts? I'm sorry. If I could make one other point, we've spoken oh. about a lot of Go incomings. Ahead. Um we haven't spoken about that we've spent all this money, but we've also showed major ambition by keeping our best players yes. in such and such in Jan and Kearney. We could have cashed in on those players, but we haven't. We've kept our best players and gone and spent a hundred million pounds. It shows amazing ambition from the Khans. It's crazy. Oh, news flash, news flash, news flash, news flash. They've just announced Joe okay. Bryan. Just announced Happy it. Day. <laughs> yes, it's just out there. He said, "Fantastic!" Right before we finish the show, yes, excellent news. Yes, and Joe Bryan is the, has- the hashtag is is, is brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Reese, tell me that doesn't make your night now. Yeah, I'm at, uh, that is literally the one position I was really worried about, left back position. Um, I'm excited now. I think he'll go on to do well for us. We get to see how well, but we desperately needed a left back and. The cons have delivered. There was no fantastic doubt. news. That is excellent news. What a way to end this, guys, is that we have the signing of Joe Bryan left back. We've seen the speculation. And uh, good old fat boy at Aston Villa, Steve Bruce, bye bye. You missed out. We got it. So sorry. You lost out <laughs> twice now. Sorry about that. Uh, Giannis, thank you so much for that breaking news. That's a great way really to end our show I, I know you had something else you want to add then we should really wrap this up no actually i'm gonna say i'm i'm trying to uh, i'm 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 working on a new voice a okay. new voice i'm new, working on a steve bruce voice please so i will be i will be unveiling 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 that soon 
So stay tuned. Okay, excellent. Reese, thank you so much for doing this uh, with Giannis and I. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. I absolutely have, Russ. And like I say, I've moved home and I've got a new job now, so I don't work ridiculous hours. I'll hopefully do a lot more shows in the future. And it was nice finally getting to talk to you, Giannis, and being on Cotter Talks once more. Thanks once more. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, guys, thank you so much for doing this. I, I had hoped that we would have more signings, and I think that there are obviously more to come. There's speculation that there are more signings to come. But we did finish the show with two signings of uh, Sergio Rico on loan, and then, of course, the big signing of Joe Bryan, and I believe there are potentially more to come, and we'll have that in upcoming episodes of Cottage Talk. But I think we've really done a good job ending this uh, transfer window special, so I want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you, Giannis. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Reese. But we do have to go. For Reese Curtis and Yash Janaeus, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.